0: It's Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough, where each Wednesday, we talk to one of the world's most toughest men or women after a most vulnerable. Whether it's a WWE superstar, the leader of the Hells Angels, the Mexican Mafia, a UFC superstar, or the head of the Navy SEALs JSOC team, the most interesting guest, having lived the largest lives going deep behind the scenes, all the wild and crazy stories they've experienced in their lives and in their career and then segueing to them facing down their biggest challenges. Did they hit rock bottom? If so, how did it happen? Are they still there? How did they get themselves out of it? What have they learned? It's stuff we all can relate to in our daily lives. Here at Talking Tough, we strive to be equal parts entertainment and inspiration. Please join us every Wednesday for Talking Tough at YouTube or at Launchpad One.
1: Hey, everybody, Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough. I'm pretty psyched about tonight's show because I have a very, very good friend on who's a famous guy, too, and he's uh, he's charismatic. People love him, but we're going to get back to him in a second. So I'm sitting here trying to be in a good mood. I always want to be in a good mood when I do these shows, and I'm packing because I have to leave my dogs to leave the country tomorrow for a week so it's just one of those nights i hate leaving my dogs and i i had to do a perspective check because we're here in our beautiful home back in southern california and I'm applying business class tomorrow to portugal which makes all the difference in the world yeah, i'm bragging a little about that um and it's a far cry to go to a beautiful resort to hang out with friends it's going to be really cool I'm going to a wedding and then on to berlin for business really cool stuff And it's a far, far cry from where I was seven years ago, like on the streets and in pain not able to walk and drug addicted and near death and all that. And I cannot believe that I was getting bummed out tonight about going to do what I have to do. So I'm telling myself to get over it. Life is good. We have our ups, we have our downs. My big downs are far behind me. My friend I have on tonight, this famous fella I uh, alluded to a moment ago, Absolutely had his shares of big high ups and some pretty freaking low downs. Happy, super happy to say that he's in a better place now than I've ever seen him. And we've known each other for well over 20 years now. Now, I'm talking about a guy that on his birth certificate will say Eric Scott Esch. He's known far and wide and loved far and wide and idolized far and wide as Butterbean. This is a guy who like came from like really humble upbringing and background to go on and like beat the world and without trying to make himself popular, he's the last guy that ever do that, became like one of the most loved people in the history of any of combat sports. He had a big crash. We'll talk about that. Now he is on his way back to the highest part of the mountain, I think, and we'll certainly talk about that as well. like I said, a friend, a good friend for 20 years. Hell, one of my best friends, I would say, and an absolute world super heavyweight champion as a human being. My great friend Eric Scottish, otherwise known as Butterbean. How you doing, Eric? Bean, wait. Where's Butterbean? Who's the skinny guy in front me. of the camera? A lot
2: of me just dwindled away.
1: Holy hell, man! Obviously, I knew that, but I think right now people are logging on and going, "Is that Fedor Um, It's like, who is that guy right there? You almost, you kind of look like Fedor now. That's awesome, or he looks like you, Bean. Yeah, how I lost much do you right, right around two
2: hundred pounds. I'm trying to show you something, Rick. This is amazing. It's like crazy, crazy craziness. Let me
1: see if I can okay. show that. Yeah, hold it up closer to the camera. Closer, closer, closer. Keep coming. Keep coming. Now we got it. Yep, there's Butterbean standing inside a pair of his old pants. And now those pants could fit two plus of the current version of you, I think. I
2: get two, I, I get two man.
1: I... Wow. So, Bean, you're, you're down over 200 pounds. But let's let's talk about like more than weight loss a year and a half ago, maybe uh, you might want to correct my time. You were in a wheelchair and the I would characterize years. you as you were thinking you were like in a wheelchair for life. You were, you were done. Yeah,
2: I, was, I, didn't, I didn't figure I'd be around another two more years. Yeah. I was seriously like in that, in that, you know, just accepting it and that's just how life's going to be.
1: You know, I've never known you as one to complain. We talk on the phone a lot and say, like, how you doing? And like you, in my my mind, you go out of your way not to bitch and complain about things. But when I would talk to you, to be honest, it was more than a little sad. Because you'd be like, oh, you know, whatever it was. Again, you weren't complaining, but I got the straight story from you. Now, when I talk to you on the phone, I feel like I'm talking to a kid. And I mean that, like, in the best way imaginable.
2: Get out of the car and go in and buy a buy a bottle of water buy a cold coke or buy whatever you want to buy in the store you can't walk in and just go grab it you gotta grab a wheelchair and drive in there and you know it, it's
1: it changes your aspect on life big time well you're you're not only overweight your your hips were shot you could barely stand let alone walk I would dare say that probably some depression came with that and oh, what about uh, a big time. There wasn't a lot in life to like really hope for at that point, it seemed like. No, I mean,
2: and my grandkids, they never seen me walk. So, I mean, when they finally see me walk, they're like, they run to my wife, Libby. Libby, Grandma, Papa can actually walk. <laughs> oh,
1: which that's is great. It's,
2: like, it's emotional.
1: That must, that must have been a big moment or a whole bunch of moments so bad. I know you have a big family, which is great. And your family, obviously... I assume, obviously, must be very happy with the changes you've made.
2: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, not, they haven't seen me in a while. I've been, I've been living in, in Atlanta with Dallas, DDP, um, working my butt off, getting, getting in shape, and uh, getting back at it.
1: All right. So you're in Atlanta. You're working with Diamond Dallas Page. You're, you live in Alabama. Dallas lives in, in Georgia. So you're a little bit a ways. You're spending a lot of time with him. He obviously has played a big part in your resurrection, kind of like the resurrection of Jake. Now it's the resurrection of Eric Scott, Esch and Butterbean. But what, what was the catalyst that got you from overweight near death and depressed to changing your journey? What happened?
2: You know, I just got to the point. I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight one way or another. If I got to starve myself and I mean, I started, and then, you know, we were doing the podcast at Dallas and He called me up, you know, and we worked out a diet plan. I stuck with it. And I, I, I was just, I was willing to try anything I could just, just to be able to walk. And if, if yoga and doing the ballet stuff was going to work, I was going to try it. I was going to try anything. But it's, it's not like you think BDPY yoga is not like people think yoga is. Cause you
1: talked to me five years ago about doing it, and I said I ain't doing yoga, dude. I rode I your ass the, for years. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a life fitness program for sure. And and when you're in uh, when you're in DDP's clutches, it's uh it, it's part head game too, but big part head game, but in a good way. He'll he'll remake the whole of you. And, and I know as part of that, you you started your journey with Diamond Dallas Page as part of a reality show are we allowed to talk about that here i'm not even sure
2: no, no, yeah. it's called change or die there was five of us uh some of us ended up doing really good at it some of us done great until they left and got back on their own
0: I'm and it not was about sure that,
2: but yeah i mean if you're willing to do something, you have, if you have discipline to doing something, you accomplish anything. And that's, that's why I decided I wanted to have one last fight.
1: All right. Now, now people are going, what the fuck? What did he just say? All right. Cause that's the first mention of that. Now, look, you and I talk all the time, so I can't pretend I'm surprised. I, I know the drill, but let's think about this, man. Your, your descent into hell, if you will, is pretty well chronicled. Pe- people know. there. People know how low you went, and now they're going. He's gonna fight. What? Um. First of all, so you're you're about two hundred and ninety five pounds now. Is that right? Probably two ninety five. All right. How old are you? Fifty seven. I've never.
2: Okay. First of all, the lowest pant size pant size I've ever been in is a forty four, and they were really tight, and I got into them for a week. And after that week, I never seen a 44 again.
1: And you went up to how what? How how big? For a
2: while, up to a 68, but never a 44.
1: Right now, I'm wearing
2: a 42, and they're loose. I'm gonna have to get a 40.
1: That's nuts, man! Wow, you're gonna be like um, you're gonna be like a model for Levi's before we know it. That's that's gonna be your next. (laughs) <laughs> that, that might be your next the the regular store and buy blue jeans so so let, let's let let's set this up on on fighting so everyone everyone knows better being the fighter you've had dozens and dozens if not hundreds of fights in your hundreds in your career with Probably tough, tough man career, with with boxing with mixed martial arts with kickboxing with pro everything. wrestling you've you've done it all even pro wrestled i mean you You put your body through it. That's that's even sumo wrestling, which is no joke. It's not easy. So over 500 pounds, hundreds of fights, 56 years old, when you start your journey back, did you think when you first went to Atlanta, Georgia, to meet Dallas for the first time about starting this resurrection that you might ever fight again? Was that like even the possibility? Was it a
0: spark?
2: One in my mind. Wasn't even in my mind until I, till about halfway through. I mean, this is awesome. And then after I had my hip replacement, I'm saying it's doable. And then I had my second hip replacement, and I started getting mobile, and I'm like, it's definitely going to happen. And and it's not, it's not for nothing, but to prove to myself, if you have discipline, you want to do something, you can do it
1: hallelujah man that's that's the bottom line to everything isn't it no matter how far you've fallen i mean
2: getting up at I, you know sometimes five o'clock the morning go in the gym and doing cardio is not always fun but if you want to accomplish something you got to get up early and you got to get your butt to work i'm working out three to four day three to four times every day
1: yeah i was uh i know i was in a Atlanta with you. What a month ago, spent a few days with you in Dallas. Page, and Buff is the stuff Bagwell. We can talk about him too in a minute if you want or not. Uh, it's all right. And uh and of course trainer. Josh Nair.
2: I mean knee replacement, but yeah, he's, he's doing all right.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. And of course Josh Nair, your amazing trainer. And so, so much. Uh, yeah, and I, I. It blew me away. It's like how many times a day is this guy going to work out? Holy cow, you you are on it, man. And, you know, and I appreciate you saying you could do anything you set your mind to, but I, I have to keep, and I know I'm being repetitive now. I keep thinking about what you looked like on paper a year and a half ago with your weight, your broken body, with your mind, your mindset, the whole nine. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a 360 without a doubt. I mean, I was
2: inducted in the Alabama Hall of Fame about, Two year ago, mm-hmm. I was too ashamed. I didn't even go. Being inducted in the Hall of Fame and not going, but I'm getting the. Uh, I'm thinking it's Rockford. Uh, where's that, Phil? Rochester. Rochester, Rochester, New York. I'm getting inducted in the Hall of Fame the 28th of this month.
1: And you'll be there, I'll bet.
2: Well, I'm definitely gonna be there with bells on. Nice. Smiling,
1: walking nice. up. That's great, man. That's great. So Bean, let's talk. Let's talk the fighting game for a second. You know, I'm talking tough. You know, I like to talk about the deep dark stuff and how you came out of it. Maybe we'll get back to that. Maybe we'll save that for another time. Let's talk about Butterbean fighting at 57 years of age. Now we know we know you kickboxed. We know that you have uh, done mixed martial arts. We're we're talking boxing now. Is that correct? What you're known boxing. and, and- no,
2: the doctors don't want me doing no MMA because of my hips. Okay. Uh, the last surgery was in was Christmas and man they healed up so fast. I've been I'm healing quicker and everything now that that I'm. Matter of fact, I was taking five shots of insulin a day and two pills. Five shots of insulin, and two pills, and that's just to keep my sugar kind of control right now i'm not taking absolutely anything for blood pressure sugar anything i I don't just by diet i'm not on nothing no drugs like nothing
1: well you don't you don't have to be because you're you're healthy man it's amazing (laughs) right you're better uh,
2: right now I'm in better shape than I was in any of my fights, even the early on fights. I'm in better shape now than any of them.
1: Yeah, I I know that. I believe it. And, you know, and I think that's a that's an important thing to focus on for a second. And here's why. I have no doubt in my mind, you're going to end up having a very, very high profile fight. The right television carrier, whoever it is, the right pay-per-view outlet, the right promoter, whether it be a UFC, a WWE, a, a Bob Arum. Once they get a hold of this and they understand it, it's going to be a big fight. Now, I think it's important to talk about the shape you're in because you have to think big fight means big name opponent. And if no, I'm I, like. I if it's, be, it's
2: not going to be an exhibition fight. I've had some people also oh, going to be an exhibition. I said, no, it's not going to be no old timers exhibition. It's going to be a fight fight. Yeah, rounds. Re- you're ready to go.
1: You're ready to go. And if,
2: they want to, if they want to give me a title shot
1: and go 12, I'm, I'm game for that. You know, and you're hitting the nail on the head because here's what I was going to say. And I, I have to say it because people are going to think it. They're going to like, why Why would a big name fighter risk a fight against Butterbean when he was in this horrible shape? And they're going to say, what's the win? If I, If I win, of course, I'm supposed to win. If I lose, I'm embarrassed. I would say this. Uh, you know, it's time for you to serve notice on the world that you are in the best shape of your career and you're more fired up than you've ever been before. And and you're training like a son of a bitch. I've never seen. I cornered for you for 12 fights, I think. I, I can't remember you training, man. I know you're training now. I'm, I'm working hard. All right. So who do you want to fight?
2: You no, know, there's several people I would love to fight. Um, there's a loudmouth YouTuber, mm-hmm. Jake Paul, that had mm-hmm. some really nasty comments about me early on in his career. Okay, I mean he's he's ten, twelve pounds away from being a heavyweight. Love to fight him. Would love. To, I, yep. I don't. I don't think he would take the fight. I really don't.
1: He's uh, I, I don't think Jake Paul will fight you. Because Jake, yeah, first of all, it's well-known. He doesn't want to fight people he thinks he could lose to. But he'll pull he the card be. of, yeah. That, you got to think about who's going to make the match also. Who will do it. His brother won't do it. I don't think. <clears throat> uh, but the Pauls would be great. Both Pauls at a one night would be great.
2: people are very interested in fighting.
1: Who the else? Fight Mike
2: Tyson. to see is Tyson. Yep. <laughs> yep. Everybody's going to see me on Titan, and, and, and I would love to fight Mike. Mike would be right there. He's not going to be afraid of me, which he should be. He's not going to be. it
1: would be a great fight. Why, why should he be afraid of you?
2: I, I've always had power, and i got a great chin. I mean, there's two things he does not do good against, and I'm not going to be afraid of him.
1: Yep. He does not no, you do good
2: against people that's not afraid of him. He's, he's always relied on somebody being terrified of him. I'm not afraid oh, of him.
1: yeah, Oh, yeah. And that intimidation factor is second to none in the history of this sport. So, Bean, if you fought Mike Tyson, if Mike Tyson took the fight, could you beat him? I, I would knock him out. Wow. All right. That's a you big st- he, st- he looked good against Roy Jones. You saw that fight, right? That was a joke. <laughs> Roy was not a... No, I, Mike looked pretty good.
2: Mike look, Mike looks great. And that's what I'm counting on him having confidence coming there and try to fight, try to get in close with me. Cause Mike's inside guy like I am. I can handle his uh, punches, I can handle mine.
1: What, uh, what, what round do you think it would go down in? I don't know, maybe six, six, seventh round. Wow. And and you def, you definitely could do six or seven rounds now at a good pace,
2: which is. Well, I, mean, I just got done hitting the bag hard for ten rounds, and we have done cardio right before that, so.
1: Amazing. The condition amazing.
2: Not a factor.
1: So Mike Tyson, if you're listening, I don't know that you said you're challenging him, but it sounds like there's a challenge on uh, on the board for uh, for Iron Mike. The
2: challenge has been open for a long time, and I mean, yeah, I'd love to fight Tyson.
1: I, I think a lot of people would love to see that fight. And I think there's one other that you are that you think is an interesting a fight. People,
2: a lot of people mentioned, and, in, in, you know, I, I've thought about it. I think it'd be a great fight also is Brock Lesnar in a boxing match.
1: Yep, yep.
2: He's big, strong. I mean, it'd be, a, it'd be two big dudes going out of the heavy.
1: I, I think... In my humble opinion, as a promoter, former promoter, I think that's the fight. I really do. Um, Brock, Brock would Brock would think he could beat you. I would hope he would think that. He's a confident guy. Um, I'm
2: gonna hope. Yeah, I hope he thinks he can beat me. That, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, I I've, I think you would beat him, but I don't by any means think that it's a walkover at all. I think I'm that's a real fight. Walk.
2: It'd be it'd be a hard fight. I'm not I'm not disputing that. And and the good thing about it, you're gonna have the boxing fans come to watch it. You're yeah. gonna have the MMA fans watch it, and you're gonna have the wrestling fans. who all, I've done all three, and he's done all three.
1: It it makes all the sense in the world. I could see it on a poster. I think you and Tyson would be huge. I think you and Brock would be bigger. And I, you know, if if I if I were buying a ticket, I'd buy a ticket for that you and Brock Lesnar before I would for you and Mike Tyson. I'd buy both, but I just I like that Brock fight. Something cool about it?
2: I mean, it'd just be two big guys going out banging. Like,
1: well, two I think two big.
2: Still, still he's 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 bigger and stronger, but the technique comes in factor too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be that, that'd be a really good fight.
1: You know, two like you said, two big guys going out, but two big, famous guys who have huge fan bases, who have great stories. You, you know who could tell that story? I know Bob Arum is a friend of yours. Bob Arum's a great promoter. You know who I think could tell this story, though? TKO, as they're trading on the New York Stock Exchange. The new company that's, uh, that's UFC and WWE combined. Vince McMahon oh, well, and Dana good. White.
2: Dude,
1: Vince and Dana promoting Butterbean versus Brock. There's just something about that, man. That'd be a great fight. That'd be a good one. Well, let's... Uh, Let's hope, man, um, the world, you know, there, there's a lot of guys now, man, taking shots at these comeback fights. A dear friend of mine, a friend of yours, Mark Coleman, and, and, and I love Mark and I admire Mark for what he's done, how he's turned his life around. But I think there's some people that just really just need to be careful out there. Like, I wouldn't want to put Mark, and Mark, I'll respect to you if you see this, I wouldn't want to put Mark in a fight against Mike Tyson. I don't think that'd be a good idea. I wouldn't want to put Mark in a fight against you. I think that'd be a very bad idea. Um, yeah.
2: what,
1: what is it about the appeal of iconic people? And Mark Coleman is an icon, first UFC heavyweight champion ever. What What is it now about iconic combat fighters coming back to do these big fights later in their lives? What, why is that such a thing now? Why is that working?
2: I think I'm different than them. I think they're missing the heyday. Me, I've overcome obstacles just to get where I'm at. And I've really pushed and exceeded to put myself way above where I ever have been. And I want to show the new bean, You know, before I fought four-round fights, because that's probably all I could do. Now four rounds is nothing. I mean, that's like just getting me warmed up. I'm thinking 10, 12 rounds. I'm ready
1: to go, dude. Fr- friend to friend, it is so good to see you like this, man. I just, I'm just like thrilled every time I I hear you, in in the place that you are now. Uh, I, well, I couldn't be happier. Right
2: Not long ago, I knew, I seen your face like holy shit. He's walking just fine. Like I mean, you've seen me prior, so I mean you know the shape I was in, and then just. Just to where I was, to where I am now, that's a movie. If 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 a movie ever is made, that's that's a serious movie because nobody would ever believe it. Once once the Dallas's show Change or Die come out, people are gonna say, "Holy cow!" Because they they they'll really see where I was.
1: I I saw the sizzle reel, and I had like the visual in my head of you essentially hobbling into his house on two canes, barely able to even get up on the canes for a minute, and uh you couldn't get up and down off that sofa without a fight, man. Oh, my God. And this really I heard
2: Dallas on someone and they go, he was saying, holy shit, I didn't realize Bean was in that bad of shape, that bad a condition, because I don't know if I can fix that.
1: Dude, he but called me you that, that first week. You,
2: yeah, we did exactly it. what he said. We did it. We did it. It was, it was it, a uh, mutual effort. I mean, if I didn't have the gumption to get up and do what I did, and he didn't have the knowledge to tell me what to do, it never would have happened.
1: That, yeah, it it was uh, a perfect storm, as they say, uh, a, a winning combination. Well, I mean, I, I I for one couldn't be happier for you. And I'm like, just I'm so glad to see you happy in life again, happy ever that I've known you. Actually, um,
2: I mean, I'm I'm not joking. I'm mean, I, I even called Murray. My old old trainer talked to him, and I apologize. I go, Murray, I wish I had to put the effort back then as I am now. I mean, I apologize to him. I go, man, I just, I, I, I kind of feel like I let y'all down, not putting this much effort because I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm in better shape now than I ever have been. Like, I'm definitely a force to be reckoned with right now.
1: That's, that's nuts. So you went from death to near death to getting ready, getting ready to knock out Mike Tyson and, and believing you can do it. That, that is a hell of a a transformation. It's a hell of a transformation. Um, There were people you said on the show that didn't make it. And I'm just not about who they were, who they were, but, or who they are, but why is it that some people that are in such a bad spot, Don't make it out to the other side like you did.
2: Yeah, you know, when they left, they were an unbelievable change. But some people just don't keep doing what they know they should do. And it's not hard to keep doing what you know you should do. Some people just just want to give up in life. And as long as somebody's there, babysitting them, they're okay. But you uh, let them on their
1: own for a little bit and they, it ain't good. You know, I hear you. You know, I've, I've, I've fought that my whole adult life. You know, my story, I've been near death so many times and, you know, on my own and in, in some pretty pathetic circumstances, I've always managed somehow to have the resilience to do enough to get out of that spot and start to come back. But then I kind it's of tough. get lazy. or are and I don't keep pushing it. And, uh, you know, I, I see you, and it's such an example, and it's a great reminder to me that it's never too late. I've got four years on you, uh, age-wise, but it's never too late to to make that big leap up. I know it sounds cliche to say that, but I believe that. Do you? I'm I'm with you right there. I mean, I'm
2: just, I'm just happy to be where I'm at. I mean, I'm just like, I, right now, with this whole experience gives me another 30, 40 years at least. I mean... Where wow. I thought it, honestly, I didn't believe I'd be around this time, you know, when I, you know, two years ago, I didn't think I'd still be here. I mean, that's how bad I just, I just had that,
1: just give up almost. Yeah. Kind of just ready to call it a day, huh? And a, how, how well,
2: does that, it, the knowledge that I didn't have helped me get over the hump to say, I'm on the roller coaster, I went up,
1: now I'm getting a slide. And I'm just, it's just getting better. That, that, that's amazing, man. There's gotta be a lot of people out there that will, that will listen to this and go, yeah, I'm done. Um, I got nothing left just where you were not, not that long ago. Can you, if, if you were, if you could go back in a time machine right now and talk to the 500 pound you of two years ago, who was done, what would you tell that guy?
2: Well, the 500-pound guy probably laughed his ass off at me because thinking I'm full of shit.
1: Right, but right.
2: You know, that's what life's all about. If you don't make a change, you're you're never gonna. If you keep doing the same thing, you're gonna stay right where you're at. I made that. I made that decision. I'm gonna change no matter what I had to do. I'm gonna make it. You know, because I got grandkids. I want to see grow up. I got ten of them. And, and for example, I just went to the Jelly Roll concert. Got to meet him, super guy. And on stage, not only did he sing some amazing songs, he basically told people that where he was, where he's been. You know, he's a drug dealer to being in jail to no hope. But you know, if you got if you got the, the determination and and drive, you can accomplish anything. Now he's he's only music singer ever be on number one in the country country and rock and roll in the same time number one at the same time never been done before so if he can accomplish that anybody else can do the same thing you just gotta have the willpower and want to do it and that that kind of touched me because that's where i was at you know if you don't have the willpower to do it you're not gonna do it and i believe me i got the willpower to do it i i am actually stronger now hitting harder than i've ever hit before
1: yeah, I saw you hitting that heavy bag. Yeah, that looked that was brutal, man. Uh, well, I guess Mike Tyson or Brock Lesnar are about to find out because we know that Jake Paul is not going to find out, right, Jake? Um
2: he, get, he, he, he don't want
1: to get knocked out. He, he's scared. I, I'm
2: not knocking yeah. him. I mean, it'd be a smart move not to fight me. Uh, it'd be a, it'd be a hey if you want to eat your crow and, and fight somebody that you said that
1: not able to fight, but yeah that'd be a great place i'm a big fan of the paul brothers actually i think they're apart from being pretty cool um i'm I'm a fan of what they built for themselves and the fact that they're not all talk they are pretty skilled guys um but i have to i have to say smart money
2: he's getting a lot better yep but He needs to eventually fight. If he's on a box, you need to box, just boxers, not MMA guys in a boxing match.
1: Yep. 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 Well, what I, what I was about to say, you just pretty much put the, put the coda on it for me, which was as much of a fan of theirs that I am. I also recognize that they're businessmen and, and their brains, I believe they would think it'd be a bad business move to fight Butterbean. Um, but I say, guys, open up to the challenge, man. Let's see what you got. You will It'll be a big box office, guys, and we know they care about he'd, box office. I think it'd be the biggest sell out of all their
2: fights. yet if me and him fought, he wouldn't get a big uh, ticket so. sell,
1: or pay per view buy. It'd be the biggest. And well, and 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 he's a good promoter. He would know how to promote that too. Just you know, maybe not at the level of Vince McMahon and Dana White, but Jake Paul's no right. slouch in that department either. So it's another good one for sure. Um, so, Bean, you're 57. Now, Tyson
2: Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury fight this Dante Williams. I'd love to fight him. I just don't see nothing there. I'm sorry. I don't know how he's got the title still.
1: Tyson Dante,
2: Fury. he's from Alabama. Like, I just, I don't care for him. I don't see no
1: power there whatsoever. I would want to right Dante Williams. Uh, Isn't Tyson Fury fighting Francis Ngannou coming
0: up?
2: No, no. Tyson
1: Fury, Tyson, Tyson Fury
2: fought Dante Wilder.
1: Oh
0: oh, Dante Wilder.
1: Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah.
2: Dante Wilder, I'm sorry. Dante Wilder knocked him down, which I don't see how. I don't see how Dante Wilder even thinks he has power. How people say he has power, I'm not impressed with it.
1: Well, you know that Fury's got a fight coming up with Francis Ngannou. How do you think that's going to go? I don't know. He doesn't want to get know. hit by Francis, oh, either. You and Francis might have the two hardest punches in combat sports right now. That's entirely possible. Yeah. It would be interesting. So, you down,
2: know, you guys uh, too now.
1: What's that, being hey, Sorry?
2: Right, come on, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So being back, back away from fighting for a second, you said, if you're talking about willpower, how does someone that doesn't have willpower create willpower for themselves? It's a hard question. I know I'm putting you on the spot. You have Um, to to realize
2: if you change, if, you know, if, if, if I can do it, if this guy can do it, if, if jelly roll can do it, anybody can do it. Come on. You know, I mean, if you if you put your mind to something, you can do it. You can accomplish anything you want to do if you really want to do it. You just have to want to do it.
1: Uh, that's a pretty simple and pretty all-encompassing answer. Appreciate that. Thank you. You have You're to make a decision. In-
2: if, until they're ready to get off of them, it's not going to happen. Yep. They yep. they they say you have to hit rock bottom. So I mean, that's what a lot of them do, but what really happens they decide they really want to get off of them they we need don't. help I mean drugs are my brother died from a you know a drug overdose mm-hmm. uh, it's really tough getting get off of it. until they're ready to do it it's not going to happen but they you, if you want to do something if you want to do something bad enough you can make it happen
1: so basically make a decision and go exactly all right, here's a really important question. Does Jelly Roll have groupies? I'm sure he does. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, dude, you know he does. You got world. Look at Jelly Roll. He's not well, he the sold, best.
2: Well, he sold out a 2,000-seater arena on a Tuesday night. I know,
1: I know. 10, and 10, 20, I love it. Yeah, I'm mad. And, and so I love that jelly roll. I love that he probably has groupies because you look at him and probably not the kind of guy you would think is going to be attracting the hottest looking girls around, but he is now. So how's that for an inspiration story for you? Really good guy though. I mean, I'm telling you
2: what though. Like I said, it, that's what I liked about him more than anything that that he he would like, you know. Give people pep talk. You know, hey, look, if I can do it, you can do it. I mean, you just got to want to do it. Just keep keep pushing, struggling hard.
1: You know, and that's I, I would I say...
2: It wasn't, it wasn't an easy task doing what I did to get to where I'm at right now.
1: And there was a lot of pain involved. It is, it's naughty. So is it, has it been worth all the pain and all the struggle?
2: Oh, without a doubt. Just, just be able to able to walk up and pick, pick up my grandkids
1: yep that's amazing and, and you're happy every probably day i know that from-
2: I'm Running up bleachers in the, in the football stadium i'm running up bleachers i mean that stuff. i probably couldn't have done that before i even got in a wheelchair but
1: yeah dude i i must have told that day you you texted me that you're running bleachers i must have told 20 people that because i'm like <laughs> i'd never imagined that I would get that message from you that you were running bleachers. It's like an impossible comeback. But the beauty is the, you know, these comebacks happen every day, all around the world. Most people aren't famous like yourself or like jelly roll, but you know, everyday people that don't have anything at their disposal can find this, like somehow whatever it takes, you know, uh, a desire as you're saying, and and they go. And I just think you're like it's the, greatest.
2: the all it takes.
1: A little what I'm sorry. And the
2: willpower. willpower. Got to this stick... You to do it.
1: And, and and stick to it. Yes. So what what are you most excited about in life right now? We know you have this fight coming up that you're or a fight that you're gonna have coming up. You're excited about that. Obviously your health. Um, what else is exciting in life?
2: Right I mean, what more is you get excited about? Living longer. I mean, healthier. I mean, I mean, I get to. just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I just to be able to do stuff like go to the jelly roll concert or be able you know, get up and walk and go in. I mean, I could never done that before. To go to the Rochester hall of fame and walk in.
1: Stand up on the stage with your buddy, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville for the family feud. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, Johnny's got to be in a, you, you could put a hell of a corner together for your fight. Johnny Knoxville. Oh, awesome. John will be
2: there. Jelly the Roll, will be there. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a. I'm out of the serious corner. All good friends.
1: That's a good one. Jelly Roll singing "Sweet Home Alabama" for your entrance song. It's gonna be awesome. Oh man, I see it, and, and and I love your smile when you think about this stuff, man. It's it's pretty cool. So being, I, I, I know we talked about.
2: It's not just a dream. I th- I'm I'm seeing it happen. It's it's. It's it's close. You can taste it. I almost taste it. I mean, because it's to where I come from, to where I am now. It's just it's a story in itself.
1: I have no doubt it's going to happen. And not only that, you're going to have a huge fight with a major name, but that the the backstory behind it is going to find its own audience through its own medium, like you talked about a movie, whatever it might be. Um, I think uh, at 57, dude, I think your career is just starting. I really believe that.
2: Yeah, I really don't want to do one just to prove to myself and to prove to everybody else that if you want to do something, you have determination, you can do it. And that's just, that's, that's my drive right now. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm working my butt off every day just to do it. I mean, not just a little bit. I mean, I'm three to four times every
1: day. So if you want to do something, you can do it. I I think that's I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. We talked before; we both know we have to go early tonight. But um, you know, maybe uh maybe we should round up our our old running buddies like uh, Boss Rutten and do another one of these sometime soon. That'd be great. Let's do it, man. Bean, it's always so great to see you. Um, yeah, boss, um, boss has this, this uh,
2: punching back system out. That I got one, I'm telling you what, I use, you know, boss uses it for the outside kicks and all this. I use it for the inside work. It works great for your body uppercut. I'm telling you what, that that device alone is gonna help me on the inside a lot.
1: Yeah, I've seen it in your training studio there. And that's called, it's oddly enough called Boss B-A-S, Body Action System. That's boss's deal. And, and, and being, awesome. you're doing a lot in the commercial world now. Also, you're you're creating stuff. You're about to patent some items. I know that. Um, yeah. If people people want to check in, and you have a new career as a TikToker. I mean, who the hell would think Butterbean would be exploding on TikTok? Right? Where Where? You love doing TikTok, right?
2: Good. Yeah. I have a lot of fun doing it
1: where where can people follow you connect with you check in on what you're doing well
2: on tiktok it's butterbean king of four Or you punch in butterbean king and i have a blue check The blue check means that's who i am i mean the blue check on tiktok is not easy to get i do have an instagram i don't check it that much i have a facebook also it's butterbean eric ash or eric eric butterbean has something you'll figure it out it's me
1: all right, and let's see where. So, Instagram, you're on TikTok. That's where you check in on Butterbean. Everyone follow this guy.
2: Butterbean. And I'll show you my Facebook. That way you can get it right. That way I don't mess it up. Too. It's Butterbean Eric Ash, right there. Me Butterbean. Wilson, on.
1: That messed up. There we go. Butterbean Eric Ash on Facebook. TikTok again is Butterbean which? Butterbean King of Four. Okay, Butterbean King of Four, the number four, right? Yeah, Butterbean King of Four. That's you on TikTok. Guys, he's got some great videos on there. Go check them out. Um, Bean, you know, I I I think you've said it all. You you've come back from the abyss, you're on top of the world. Um I don't want to hear myself talk anymore. Why don't you wrap us up for the night and take us home with like a big word of uh, talking tough wisdom.
2: I'm telling you what the most important thing that I found with life is let everybody else, you know, tell me you love them. I mean, it's really important because you don't know how short life's going to be.
1: It's very important to tell people you love them. Hey, Rick, man, I love you. I always have my friend. Uh, I love you being one of my best friends, man. And it's a pleasure. So good to see you as always.
2: Tell your family you love them. It's important. They want to hear it. See you soon, Eric.
1: Bye bye.
2: I'm good, Rick. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you, man.